the show. You're listening to Rail and Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. Uh, what matters to me is that I hope that my man, Hurley Brown, had a great show today. <laughs> That's important for me because uh, I, after all, am the person um, who spoke to Hurley and he expressed his interest. And uh, I told him it's a great place to have a show. So I hope all went well today. Uh, in case you missed it, uh, you can listen to it on demand. The Get Down with Hurley Brown certainly on here uh, on the Voice America Sports Network, so be sure to check it out. Um, so, I uh, got to mute my phone there. Sorry about that. Heard a little bit of big boy stuff in the background there. Speaking of the big boy stuff, uh, I myself uh, got a chance to watch one of the big boy shows this morning and got a chance to see an old teammate of mine, Herman Edwards, and, uh, you know, uh, sometimes you got to listen to what the old guys got have to say. There, there's a lot of value in what they say. They've been there, done that. Uh, my man Mike Vick had a little bit to say today, too, as well. Uh, I think it's important that, that younger athletes listen to some of the things that the athletes who have been there, done that, are trying to share with you. Uh, nobody is nobody's trying to hate we're trying to keep it just as real as you are. After all, it was us keeping it real that allowed for you to have this chance to, to express yourself on the field, off the field, have a platform um, to play the best ball in the world from the biggest audiences in the world, make more money than anybody ever made in the sport. Uh, right now, Callan Kaepernick is dealing with some issues and of which uh, my man Mike Vick, you know, just said a couple things that some people didn't like. You know, uh, Mike has been through a lot of things in his life. I think we all know that. So certainly to hear Mike say something like, hey, man, you might have to, you know, clean it up a little bit, cut your hair, whatever. It's to some people, that makes no sense uh, to those who are requiring him to do that or that that would, for some reason or another, make them feel more comfortable. He is who he is. The man is who he is. Uh, once he gets out on the football field, he'll get a chance to show you that he is the football player that, that he feels that he is that we've all seen, can play. And yes, he's, he's better than probably every backup on every NFL team. And he's better than a lot of those guys that are going to be starting. But the reason why he is uh, not going to get a chance to uh, play pro football, perhaps maybe this season, uh, has nothing to do with his ability to play. Uh, I believe that Calvin could start for a number of teams. I, I believe he's good enough to take his team, provided he's got the support around him that he needs, meaning that the defense is a good defense, the rest of the people on the offense play good football, yeah, he could make a, he could take a team to the playoff, maybe deep into the playoff. He's already proven he could take a team to the Super Bowl. He didn't win it. But uh, there's some people like myself who've never played in the Super Bowl in their life uh, and, and had a, a position that you play that's extremely important to contributing to the team to, to make sure they make it to the Super Bowl. Um, I felt I played on... Two teams for sure, perhaps maybe three, that, that could have made it to the Super Bowl. We made it to the playoffs three years in a row. I mean, three times. Uh, twice with the Browns and once with the Eagles. Um, the Browns, we went to AFC Championship games. The Eagles, we went to the wild card game, lost to the Giants. Uh, were we good enough? We made it to the playoffs, so all we had to do was win a couple games and we'd be in the Super Bowl. Once you get into the playoffs, anything can happen. Any given Sunday, anybody can win a game. And you never know what might happen. After seeing this past Super Bowl with the Atlanta Falcons, I bet you any person in their right minds probably would have betted that at halftime that the Atlanta Falcons were going to win the Super Bowl. I think they were. I think the Patriots were down 28-3. to Never in the history of the Super Bowl has anything like that ever happened. Does that mean it's impossible? No, that simply means that it has never been done before. That doesn't mean it's impossible. That's what's so good about athletes. When you think about athletes, most of the time when they break records or when they do something that's never been done before, that does to them, our approach is always not that it can't be done. It's just that it hasn't been done. That's the approach you have to take. When you play, when you're up against somebody that's much better than you, that doesn't mean that he, you know, you can't beat him. It just means that you haven't beat him. That's all that means. That doesn't mean it's impossible. It just means that it hasn't been done yet. And that's the approach when you take it to a game. When you play against a team that you know much might be much better than you, you never go into that game thinking you're not going to win. You go into that game thinking, okay, well, we haven't beaten this team before, but perhaps maybe we'll beat them today. 
Okay, so uh, just a couple things I wanted to get off my chest there from the, at the beginning of the show, but I got a couple things that I want to make sure that you guys are aware of that uh, we're going to be talking about uh, today's show. I had a couple things that was important for me to talk about and want to make sure I cover them. <laughs> One thing, the Dallas Cowboys are at it again. Uh, I think I mentioned earlier um, some of the things that are going on, um, obviously with Michael Vick. But there's some also things that are happening down in Dallas with Zeke. Um, I, you, you would think, you know, a former Philadelphia Eagle concerned about what's happening with the Dallas Cowboys. I'm concerned about what's happening in the lives of young men that have become professional athletes. The short, short term work experience uh, that happened to influence the lives of many. So um, got a person near and dear to my heart down there, Ezekiel Elliott former running back for the Ohio State University Buckeyes. I'm sure you guys are aware of that. Uh, Zeke seems, I think trouble was following him. Wherever he goes, trouble shows up. Now, I don't know if he's the trouble or the trouble was there. But either way, if there's smoke, there's fire. Zeke, you see the smoke, man, get away. <laughs> Just get away because sooner or later, something may happen. Uh, so far, you know, the most recent incident, was he was somewhere out hanging out at a club and uh, something took place. He wasn't charged. Uh, he hasn't been accused. Uh, there's rumors that he may have been involved, but the police have not, do not have a report that uh, carries his name as the aggressor. So he's innocent until proven guilty. But just the fact that he was in the environment, certain environments, I, I, you know, back in the day when I was hanging out, I didn't go to every club. <laughs> Just can't go to every club. Certain clubs you can't go to because you know they have a reputation of somebody just acting foolish there. Don't go there. <laughs> Got it. There's certain places that might cost a little bit more. You can pay to get anywhere. Probably you don't pay to get in anywhere anyway. So you can go wherever you want to go, but just go where people are conducting themselves in such a way as a little bit more respectful of each other. I think we got... Uh, I got to take a break here pretty soon, so... Um, Tell you what, um, and A-Rod, go ahead and take us into a break. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. We'll take this break, and we'll come back. All right? You be sure to come back with us. Your internet flagship station for sports... Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Right, you hear the music, you know the show. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. What matters to me, we've added a new show to the sports channel, and that is The Get Down with Hurley Brown. Make sure you tune into that Tuesdays at noon Eastern Standard Time. Uh, it's 3 o'clock Pacific. 
It's my man downtown. Well, that's Hurley Brown. We used to call Charlie Brown downtown Charlie Brown. And Charlie Brown went downtown on us a couple of times. He was playing for the Washington Redskins, and I spent some time in Philadelphia. All righty. So, uh, as I was saying before we went to break, um, can't believe I'm looking out for those Dallas Cowboys, but I'm looking out for a young man from the Show Me State. So, Zeke, if you're going to get it right, show me. Stay away from some trouble. The Ohio State University needs you to con continue with that uh, that display of excellence that you show on the field. We need to continue to see that. Uh, there's a few people who think that perhaps maybe, you know, coach needs to do something to get your attention. I think, you know, your attention's already been, you know, everybody's aware of the fact that you see the same things on television that we see. They're reporting things about you that are not always good. When you're on the football field doing your thing, we appreciate that. You, you can set the standard of what the culture is there. Uh, there's some conversation also out there about Jerry Jones and the culture that, you know, culture comes from upstairs. Everybody knows what the owner, what the general manager, what the coaches, what the coordinators, you know, they know their approach. They know what you're going to let them get away with and what you're not going to let them get away with. Uh, Cowboys, you know, sometimes when, when, when the Cowboys are winning, they've been known to be bad boys. No need to do that. You know, you, you, you've got this reputation as America's team. Well, can't follow the leader of the person right now. I understand it. He might be doing some of the same things you guys are doing. But uh, I know that Jerry Jones has been a very successful businessman. As a matter of fact, Jerry is about to be inducted into my hometown, Canton. That's exactly right. Uh, Jerry is going to be inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. There is a standard. There's a brand there. Jerry's, Jerry's value is about to, you know, take a big leap. He now is an owner of, of, uh, of a team, and he's a Hall of Fame owner. There, that's going to increase the value of his brand by a significant amount. Uh, it's going to draw more attention to his brand. I'm sure he doesn't want Zeke devaluing that brand or anybody else to do anything that's going to affect the value of that brand. So, uh, I just hope they can get it together down there. Certainly, uh, I'm nobody to tell Jerry Jones, you know, what example to set for his team other than the fact that he's a part of a fraternity I'm a, I'm a part of. All of us participated in this thing called pro football. You highlight those who have contributed, you know, above and beyond, whether on the field or on, from the administrative side. The marketing, whatever, whatever you can do to increase the value, it's certainly appreciated because everybody benefits from it. So whenever there's somebody who's going to do something that's going to devalue the brand, that affects everybody. It's a trickle-down effect. I'm one of those guys, hell, I get a pension. I get, I get you know, benefits from the league. When those guys decide that they want to do something that affects it in a negative way, it, it trickles down to me. So I'm, I'm here trying to elevate the brand. I need everybody to contribute, to do your part, do your role. Based upon where you're at, once you're in the fraternity, you're always, those of you who have gone on to colleges and universities, you know, once you're in the fraternity, you're always in the fraternity. You always represent your fraternity. You're always a member of the fraternity. There's nothing you can do to lose your membership in the fraternity. It's a matter of what type of contribution do you want to make to the fraternity? How are you going to represent your fraternity? And so that's what, that, that's what I'm advocating today for, for Jerry and the rest of the guys to do everything they can, not to tarnish it, but to continue to polish the brand so it continues to shine. I think, I think, we'll, I think we'll see that kind of contribution from Jerry Jones going further. Uh, there are some things out there. I'm sure there's going to be some negative things. The more they do that's bad, then people will dig deeper and deeper into the history of the Cowboys, and they'll find the ugly stuff out there, and they'll bring it back up to the attention of all those people out there who, who want to be negative. I think Jerry Jones is a first-class man. He's, you know, he bought that Cowboy franchise back up to respectability. Now they got Tony Romo out of there. They may, they may even go a little bit further now. Although I'm still rooting for my Eagles. Okay, let's talk a little bit about basketball. I think my man Jay's supposed to be calling in. Uh, 
but if he does and when he does okay jay's not called in yet but when he does um he and i are going to be talking about some ball yeah mr ball is doing his thing out there with the lakers so much so that they <laughs> they've even started a conversation now about the fact that he might be piquing the interest of of lebron that lebron might want to go be a part of showtime I think Magic could persuade LeBron and come to come to L.A. to be a part of Showtime. After all, we already know LeBron's got a house out there. We already know that. Uh, we already know he was in town. He went to one of the games in the Summer League. After all, how many of you out there as fans knew that the NBA had a Summer League? 888-346-9144. If you'd like to call in and join the show, got something you'd like to say about the NBA Summer League, Young brother Ball was the MVP of the league, second pick of the draft. The Lakers got what they wanted. His dad got what he wanted his son to play for the Lakers. But, you know, I, I, there's not much, you know, much fame around winning that uh, summer league championship. I'm, I don't even know if they give you a trophy for it. Do you get a bonus? He's been the MVP of the summer league, too. So I would say that the young fella has done his part. He's probably met the expectations of coming in. They expected him to perform at a level that was uh, as good or better than any other rookie coming in. And so far, he, he's, he's, he's done that. He's the most valuable player of the summer league. And come less, late part of September, early October, we'll see how he's going to do in the NBA when the big boys come to training camp and start playing games. But it's really interesting that already... People have just, you know, taken LeBron out of Cleveland and moved him to L.A. I can see that happening. The latter part of his career, I think, as, as, as athletes get older, a new generation of athletes is starting to think more about their future than previous generations. And that's because, you know, it's, it's been proven. There, there, there are things that are, are, are going to happen. You're not going to play forever. The league's not going to look out for you. you got to look out for yourself. And the earlier, the better. All aspects of your life. So get ready for that transition, Bron. If you gotta, if you got to go to L.A., I could become a, I'm a LeBron James fan. So wherever he goes, I could root for that team. I'm a Kobe Bryant fan, too. I want you all to know that in case you didn't know. Lower Marion in the house. So, let me, let me go back. There was a couple other things that I, I wanted to talk about a little earlier, and I, I don't think I got a chance to talk about it. Uh, as I was talking about uh, Zeke, I also want to give a shout-out to another homeboy of mine, Chris Spillman. You guys may or may not have heard that Chris Spillman, I believe, sued The Ohio State University um, and started a class-action lawsuit uh, because there were campaigns... Um, marketing campaigns going on that was using his 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 picture um and it was there was money involved and, and chris wasn't getting any of the money not to say that they need the money but i'm one of these people like this i don't want anybody counting my money i need all my money <laughs> tell me how much of my money i need and how much i don't or what to do with it it's his money he's earned it he built that brand that is chris spillman he should benefit from that nobody should be able to take it from him and do what they want to do with it. You can't do that. There are other people out there that won't let you do that. So why, just because somebody plays a sport, are they supposed to be so forgiving? He doesn't have to be forgiving. He should, you know, operate just like everybody else operates here in this country. And if he has an opportunity to protect something that he, that he works so hard to create a monetary value for it, that he could benefit from it, then he should benefit from it. And nobody else should be able to take it and steal it and use it. And they capitalize off of it financially, and he doesn't. That's crazy. I think you guys already know that I participated in, in some capacity with the former college players in a class action lawsuit against the NC2A, where we were uh, not pleased with what the NC2A was doing. Uh, I remember when I first moved to Arizona, uh, my wife and, and, and kids were out, and, uh, and I got a phone call from one of my friends. They were at a restaurant, and we were watching a, a game from the Rose Bowl, a rebroadcast 
of the Rose Bowl that happened years ago that I participated in. And, and obviously my teammates and teammates from University of Southern California. Uh, and of course, those packages, are all new commercials, whole new stream of revenue coming in for the NC2A and USC and Ohio State to split up. And the players, of course, we met our obligations, so we didn't get into that. This has nothing to do with the classroom. It's just about the other aspect of the business, the football business. So they went out and made some money, sold some advertising to somebody, got some money. We didn't get any of that money. So that's that's what happens. Somebody has to, the athletes don't have representation, so some of us have to be bold enough to stand up for ourselves. And a lot of times when you do that, there are people out there that don't like that. Why, why are you upset with the person that wants to fight for themselves when nobody else will fight for them? You wouldn't teach your kids to do that. I hope you wouldn't. You should not let people take advantage of you in, for any reason in any, and in any way. I'm not for that. Nobody should bully you in any way for any reason. And I don't think people should be subjected to that. Stand up for yourselves. Hopefully you'll get somebody to fight with you. It's kind of hard to fight by yourself, but if you're fighting for yourself, you're fighting by yourself, fight as hard as you can. But just one, I had to get that off my chest. Chris Spillman, I got a Chris Spillman story too. I got a Chris Spillman story. I remember when I was a, I was a 17-year-old kid. Uh, I got two minutes, so I got to tell the story fast. I was a 17-year-old kid in high school, and I was being recruited by Woody Hayes in my hometown of Canton, Ohio. We were at a Bob Evans farm sausage having breakfast, and um, Chris and his dad and Rick, his brother, who I believe is still the general manager for the Minnesota Vikings, uh, were in the restaurant. I went to use the restroom, and uh, Chris's dad, who was the a high school football coach of the other high school in my hometown at that time, it was called Temkin, um, met me on my way to the restroom and said to me, hey, Ray, you, you think uh, you can get coach to take a picture with, with the boys? I said, uh, sure, no problem. So um, this is what you call paying it forward. This is what we do at The Ohio State University. Um, so I went over, I went back to Coach Hayes and said, hey, Coach, um, there's a gentleman over there who's uh, head coach of our other high school here, and he's got two, two boys, and they wonder if you'd take a picture. And uh, Woody being the kind of man he was, said, oh, sure, no problem. Went over and uh, took a picture with the boys. And, you know, here is uh, Chris, uh, a little kid, probably at that time. He was probably in junior high or grade school. Got a picture with Woody Hayes, probably made it a lasting impression on him for the rest of his life. Certainly when it was time to uh, go to college, that, he hadn't forgot about that day. Of course, Woody wasn't there at that time. Um, but I'm sure he hadn't forgotten that. And... Uh, Next thing you know, he's a Buckeye. I like to think that I contributed a little bit to that. So uh doesn't surprise me the kind of person that Chris or his dad was. God bless him up in, in heaven. Called him, his name was Sonny Spillman. And so there's a little Chris Spillman story. First time he ever met Woody Hayes. Better take a break and listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, Living Like It Matters, and we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Who do you feel the most important person is on a sports team? Is it the captain, the star player, or the fan? While it could truly be any of these individuals, more often than not, it's the coach. Listen for A Coach's Spirit with hosts Blake Rockwell and Kendall Allen. A Coach's Spirit offers a look into the human side of coaching and a chance to learn from some of the most impactful leaders in the game. Tune in every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
If you're looking for more information on firearms and the shooting sports, check out Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan. Kelly is the owner of McMillan Fiberglass Stocks with over 40 years of experience. Now he's ready to share some industry luminaries and their perspectives with you. If you're interested in firearms, whether it be for shooting, for fun, competition, hunting, or self-defense, Kelly is here to share his wisdom and experience. Listen live for Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan, Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you? It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Right, you hear the music, you know the show. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. What matters to me today is we got a new show here on the Sports Channel to get down with Hurley Brown on Tuesdays, 12 o'clock Eastern Standard. Um, I'm sorry, 3 o'clock Eastern Standard, 12 o'clock Pacific, if I'm not mistaken, just before Rail of Sports comes on. So be sure to check in with downtown Hurley Brown. I said I keep saying downtown. That's downtown. It's Charlie Brown. It's to get down with Hurley Brown. Uh, Charlie Brown. I just I got I got some, you know, memories back in my head from back in the day, playing for the Washington Redskins. And he just uh, I remember one time I tried to take Charlie's neck off, and he ducked, and ran for about mm, about 50 yards for a touchdown. And uh, when I got in at halftime, I just knew that my coach at that time, Marion Campbell, was gonna take my head off. Uh, I think it was the first game I ever started in. No, it wasn't the first game. It might have been my second game I started in. And uh, he just said he knew what I was trying to do, and I sure was trying to take his head off. So uh, I got him back a little bit later in the game. But uh, it's always good when a coach surprises you and shows a little bit of confidence in you, understand what you're trying to accomplish out there on that field many times, you know. And uh, speaking of that, uh, got my man Jay joining now. Jay, how you doing there, man? Everything good out there and uh, the heart of it all? Yes, sir. Everything is going very well. Good, good, good. It's pretty I, good weather right now. It's about, what, 85 degrees outside. So oh, okay. things are looking pretty good here in Ohio, man. All right. Well, I just wanted to check in with you, man. I'm glad you called in because a couple things. I, I heard the boy out in, uh, in L.A., the Summer League. I heard the young man ball has been balling Got the MVP of the Summer League. And uh, got folks talking about LeBron joining him after, not not well after this coming season, man. So they <laughs> already didn't start talking already. So, uh, but more importantly, you there in Columbus, and uh, uh, there was a couple things I talked about earlier before you joined the show. One of them was Chris Spillman, who sued the uh, this past week. My understanding, he had a, issued a lawsuit leveled against uh, Ohio State University for the use of his likeness. Um, in the stadium underwriting well supporting the campaign that he didn't get paid for and he didn't he didn't sign off for them to use it um and you know that kind of thing happens a lot of times with, with athletes once you you know you sign up for the to play college sports you basically lose all that control of your likeness and your image seems like they want to think they got it forever to make money off you forever and uh that should not be the case, so I'm, I'm sure he's going to stand up to them. Um, we we know that's happened before, There's lawsuits involved before, uh, but that's kind of going to segue segue into uh, you there being there in Columbus, another young man in the news, and that is Ezekiel Elliott, Zeke hanging out in the clubs, which a lot of us have done, some of us still do. Uh, my club days is over with. But um, got in trouble. Well, he didn't. Well, he's being accused of being 
involved in something through the media because according to legal authorities have not put his name down on paper or into the computer to say that he participated but yet still he was someplace and, and, and something happened and a lot of times you know you've been in the wrong place at the wrong time you know I know there's times where you know you, you don't know everybody you don't recognize everybody in the crowd but you recognize some people he might have been close to something that happened I saw it on TMZ myself I did see a young man on the ground next thing I know he was up holding his face guess you know I don't know if he was hitting the nose or what it was uh, but Zeke's name has been associated with this now there's some other stuff that came out him having some incidents with a young lady back in Columbus um, it just seems like with there's smoke there's fire um, what do you think a solution is for, for young people when you know you just keep finding yourself in a position where you got to defend yourself because trouble seems to be following you or you finding trouble what might be a solution to him, Jay, in terms of, you know, cleaning up his name and his image? Just need to chill out, you know, and I think that's just the bottom line, you know, because just like you said, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. It's looking like, you know, some people that's trying to capitalize off of him. I don't know, you know, exactly what happened because, you know, uh, I wasn't there. And, uh, you know, a lot of people that are, you know, talking about the issue and the matter, they weren't there either. But the thing about it is, you know, it's been two years now and, uh, you know, two years since uh, he's become a professional. You know, there's been some uh, negative connotation, you know, that's been behind his name. So, you know, whoever he's, um, you know, within his circle, who, who, who is ever within his circle, you know, that's kind of, uh, you know, influencing him or, you know, or has, uh, you know, his best interest at hand, you know, they need to pull him to the side and say, hey, this is your best interest. You know, uh, you have a long career ahead of you. Um, you know, some people out here that's trying to capitalize, you know, uh, from a monetary standpoint. And, you know, you may need to reconsider some of the things that, you know, you want to get involved with uh, socially. Uh, because at the end of the day, you know, job security is, is uh, much more, you know, prevalent, much more important than, you know, the social aspect. You know, it's, it's a lot of different ways, you know, we can be social. Um, but right now it just seems like, you know, some of the choices that he's making in regards to be social, you know, are not uh, his best interests at hand. So, you know, uh, the people that are involved in the circle, you know, once again, you know, need to have a conversation with him and kind of reevaluate, you know, some of the things that he's doing. And uh, let's just focus in on uh, football because that's the most important thing right now. And you said something, uh, Jay, that, that's extremely important. I think most people who've been involved and been around athletes, uh, particularly the successful athletes, very seldom are, are are they loners? They they always have you know they best boy with them. They hang out you know it's not always posse's as as people used to say, uh, but it might be it might be two or three guys. So if it's if it's if it's two or three guys and then you got the athletes, so it's three people, and the athletes are normally pretty nice sized dudes. So it's probably one of their former ball players. So it's some big dudes that's hanging out. So you got three big three big dudes hanging out. But but you're right. There's always a voice of reason, and and there are certain places that, as we grew up in life, and even today, that you know where there's trouble at certain places that you go, and other places you just don't go. And 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 somebody has to be the voice of reason that says, "No, nah, man, we're not going there. You know, we we gonna go someplace else." And then even when you show up at the club, you know who the knuckleheads are. You know, it, you know, there's there's something they're doing to to let you know that you don't need to be around them. You know, either they lie. They loud or they disturbing something some other way, moving around or pushing around somebody. And everybody knows, you know, <laughs> it's just like, uh, and he from, he's from Missouri too. So Cedric the Entertainer, you've seen Sed on, uh, on Kings of Comedy. When Sed say, hey, man, you know, when people start running, man, you, you run. You don't stand there and ask the question, what's going on, man? You run. You find out later. Right. <laughs> so, right. so if you see some, some commotion over there in the corner, you, you get away from that. You don't go over there. You go someplace else. Absolutely. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I don't think Zeke ain't slow in no capacity whatsoever about anything in life. 
And so I, I think what he needs to make is a fast decision, man, about because very his his life can turn and 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 go the other way, do a one eighty overnight. Just one incident. You could be at the club, you could be the wrong place, you could be the wrong person, and just one incident could change your entire life. Right now he at, he at the top of the world, and right. uh, he gonna start off. Uh, you know, in my in my personal opinion, most of the time running backs their careers don't don't decelerate real fast. If you're a good right. running back in the National Football League, if you're a good running back in the National Football League, you got a good offensive line like he got down here in Dallas, he can continue uh-huh. some success for some for some time. He's going to be a successful man on the field for some time, provided he doesn't get hurt. Right. Hope to God he don't get hurt. Uh, so, because he, you know, because when he got the ball in his hand, one thing about a running back, a running back, a lot of times, you know, he makes things happen. He makes people miss. Right. You know, he stiff arms people. He runs away from. Them. He breaks tackles. So right. I think he's got the ability to do all that. He didn't lose it last year. I think he's going to have it again this right. year. But it's just a matter of being smart about those decisions. And uh, and like you said, the, the social part, too. Again, sometimes uh, athletes are get too caught up and concerned about the social aspects and, and, and what people think about them. And they got to be here and they got to be there. And, you know, that's not really what life is all about. As he gets older, he looks back, you know. He'll look back on this. It's just been a couple things, but he'll look back on his first, you know, couple years, and he say, "Man, I could have done some things a little bit different," you know. Yeah, well, see, nowadays, you know, when people formulate their teams, you know, and uh, from a uh, strategic business aspect, obviously you have, um, you know, your agents, you know, you'll have your managers, and you'll have your personal assistants. But the thing that you know these guys miss a lot of times is, you know, they miss that person that is willing to tell them no, you know, and I think a strong personal assistant, you know, or manager, you know, from that standpoint has to be willing to say no, you know, and sometimes, you know, the athlete may not like it, but at the end of the day, it's for their best interest. Yeah. You have to have a person within your circle that has your best interest at heart. And if you don't have that person within your circle, that's willing to tell you no, you have to question the people that are genuine, you know, to you. Right. And, you know, and who's who's there, you know, just for, you know, the limelight and, you know, the, the ex- ex- excess ability and, um, you know, there to have fun, you know, because it's not always about fun. It's about uh, handling business first mm-hmm. and making sure that your client's image is intact. Right. And uh, right now it's just it just seems like that that's what's missing you know, within his circle. Right. So, you know, it's something that he definitely needs to assess and reevaluate, you know, and wow. um, not be afraid to have somebody in his circle that's willing to tell him no. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to be one of those people who say, I thank God that I have people in my circle that, that would say no about a, a lot of different things, you know, and uh, those no's kept you out of a lot of trouble. But you're right about that, Jay. you got to have some of your boys, man, you know, Regardless if it's just if it's just social if it's business whatever but it's go anything that's gonna make a negative impact on you, you somebody's got to be willing to tell you you got to tell yourself no first of all but then if you right. if you can't say no sometimes we got to protect somebody got to protect us from ourselves right. financially you know the, the financial person who's looking out for your financial stability they got to say no you don't need that new car you just got a new car last year you know or you don't need right. to spend that much money on the car. Or no, you don't. Right. You don't need a house with, with with seven bedrooms and six bathrooms. Right. You know, <laughs> you could take a, you know, two bedrooms, um, three bedrooms and two baths, two and a half baths, whatever. Right. Right. You know. So, uh, but listen, we got to take a break. Somebody told me I got to take a break, and I got to listen to them. So I'm gonna take that break and listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters, and we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. 
despise her, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine-horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You hear the music, you know the show. You listen to Rail Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix. Maybe I like it matters. I got to share with everybody out there. You know, my man A-Rod back there in the engineering booth is taking care of the show for me. You know, he wanted to share a little quick story with me real fast. Said he he ran into a little commotion in the club. And, uh, you know, the way it went down is the security guard was, was, was trying to remove perhaps maybe A-Rod from that, you know, area where things were not going so well. But the way he moved him, how he touched him, touched him on the bootay. Can't be touching people in the bootay. <laughs> you know, you got to, <laughs> come on, man. You can't do that. You got to, hey, listen, security, you know, when, when you're going to remove somebody or hold them back, man, you know where you know to be putting your hands at. Don't be putting your hands on nobody bootay. You know, something might happen. A-Rod might have just showed you, <laughs> might have knocked you out the park, you know. So, A-Rod, way to handle your business, man. That's the way to handle your business. Let them know, hey, man, no, 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 bro. I, I don't go for that. No, no, no. Not I'm on this side of the fence, not that side. You stay over there, yeah. So, but 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 Jay, let, let, let's get back to this a little bit, man, because I think it's important for people to understand that, uh, you know, all all athletes ain't you know are not trying to be bougie, but you know, there's some things that do change when you make a little bit of money. Instead of going to the you know, instead of going to the hotels that got the N at the end of the name, you know, you you don't go to no ends anymore. You don't do that no more. You start going to the resorts. You know, mm-hmm. or the you know the five stars for sure. You know the restaurants and the clubs that you eat in. You know and you hang out in. You know you, you again you move everything up a notch. And uh, a lot of times when you when you do that, you know there's some social, you know backlash. Uh, oh oh you you can't go here or you don't go here or you don't do that. But it also if you ain't picking up all the checks all the time, it's gonna eliminate those who are hanging on from hanging on because if you now go from the from the two-star uh, restaurant, you go to the five-star, you know, that, them stars also represents dollar signs, and not everybody's going to come with you because you ain't picking up the tab. And right. so, and that's the same thing about the clubs, too. When you change the clubs you're going to, uh, when all of a sudden now to get into those clubs with the athletes probably ain't paying to get in them anyway. Uh, but, you know, based upon, again, uh, how that how that club is has, has been... Uh, promoted uh the people that attend that club gonna conduct themselves right. a little bit more sophisticated crowd is gonna be there so uh i i think we just have to to understand the fact that when, when life comes you got to make some adjustments and i think zeke's got to make some adjustments uh where he's hanging out at who he's hanging out with and and he's gonna be all right because i i definitely think he's gonna continue to do his thing on the field uh there's something else i, I wanted to bring up that, to you and and have a little bit of feedback from you on this thing about Colin Kaepernick and and and, and Michael Vick again let's, let's 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 not kill the messenger let's listen to the message and the message that Michael Vick had to Cap was Cap you know man you might want to cut your fro down a little bit man clean it up a little bit and then you know and and Mike said you know it's from his experience because he know like when he had to go he had to go to court and all this other kind of stuff you know I've seen I've seen on television I've seen judges on television say stuff to people uh, about how you come into their courtroom, your appearance, you know. Right. I, I've been in the court once or twice in my life, too, and I know when you go in the courtroom, you know, you're supposed to respect the court. So, right. you know, so, hey, when in New York, do like New Yorkers do. So if you, you know, if if, if they saying to, if Vic is saying to Cap, hey, man, this is what you got to do. You got yourself in some in some trouble. You know, you never get a second chance to make a first impression. You know, you got people that's looking at you, seeing you. You know, they they drawing their opinions, whether good or bad, of of the way you know 
you look and what what that look that you have represents to them in their minds. They may view it as being threatening. The fro may be threatening. You know, I, I, I know from back in the day, man, shoot, uh, we all start cutting our heads bald. Now, I, I start cutting my head bald um, right after I pledged, you know. I started, you know, just cutting it all off then, you know. But, you know, brothers went through a few things, man. Went from froze to getting hair braided, you know, to bald heads, you know, then, then to dreads, you know, and back to some braids. And, you know, so, so now, you know, some of them got it braided. You know, Cap got the fro, um, but but I, I think in Cap's position, there's no way in the world as an athlete that you know if there's somebody out there that is as good as Colin Kaepernick is that's not playing, that something else isn't factoring in besides his ability to play football. Right. And so do you think him, you, you think, uh, him cutting his hair, uh, Mike Vick said he should cut his hair. You think cutting his hair is going to help him get a job? No, <laughs> I don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's a lot of people that's just turned off by, you know, Collins' um, actions and the things that he uh, has stepped up and stepped out, you know, in representation of. And, you know, and the bottom line is, you know, people are intimidated by that, you know, and, um, you know, and they don't appreciate it. You know, a lot of times, you know, the, the bottom line is as far as the athletes are concerned and as far as the viewers are concerned, they just want to be entertained. And unfortunately, the audience in which that wants to be entertained is dominated, you know, by a particular ethnicity. You know, when you look um, in the stadiums and you look in the stands, whether it be, you know, football arenas or you look in basketball arenas, you know, the people that are buying the ticket, you know, are not necessarily the people that are out there on the fields, you know, um, dominating the sports you know, from a percentage standpoint. And, you know, when you look at those types of dynamics, you know, uh, there is a uh, uncertainty or, you know, uh, or uh, a situation where, you know, they have a problem relating, you know, and people want to be relational, you know. Uh, fan is short for fanatic, you know, and oftentimes, you know, we have a lot of fans out here that are very extreme. They are very fanatic. And, you know, and in representation, you know, of these athletes, you know, they feel like because, you know, they are consumers that they have part ownership, you know, to these athletes. And it's unfortunate. But this is the mindset of some of the people, you know, that are fanatics out here. And, you know, and, and the fanatics affect the economy, you know, so uh, obviously owners are threatened, management is threatened, you know, and it's just a trickle down effect. And, you know, and right now, you know, a lot of people are searching, you know, for answers in regards to what um, is holding Colin Kaepernick back from being a pro quarterback in the NFL. And, you know, and right now, you know, people have their own personal opinions and assessments. But, you know, the bottom line is, uh, you know, the, the, the professionals that, you know, control the league and own the league, you know, are just not willing to, you know, to roll the dice and, you know, and have Colin Kaepernick involved in their organization because of the backlash that is coming with it. So, you know, um, even though Michael Vick, you know, provided that suggestion, I don't necessarily think that that's the answer. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to say that um, I don't think it's the answer, but I, I do think that what Mike was trying to do, Mike was just trying to help. Mike, Mike wasn't, uh, and I, I think a lot of people out there want, want to, you know, kill the messenger, uh, which is Michael right. Vick. You know, who, who are you to say anything? Well, Michael was a person that was able to recover because the same consumers that he received backlash from um, are the ones that are going to, of course, um, be the one that are going to attack and have been attacking uh, Colin Kaepernick, you know, for what he right. did. Michael Vick, what he did right. was obviously something that, um, that a lot of the consumers uh, that don't look like him did not appreciate. And there were some that don't look like that look like him that didn't appreciate it, you know. But uh, right, what the 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 things that Michael Vick did off the court, 
I mean, off the field in terms of his dog fighting was something that is done by, you know, many of those who uh, were, were critical of him. Uh, right. That didn't make it right. Yeah, what Mike did was right. what Mike did actually was against the law. What Callan did, right. actually, people lost their lives to allow you to have the right to do that. And so right. Callan did not break a law. Um, but certainly, um, it's, it's, it's a touchy subject that many people don't want to address. Uh, right. And that is, uh, of course, there was there's race involved in, in this issue. Uh, but Ka but Callan, from what I believe, from what I've, I've heard a couple times is... Uh, his genetic makeup is that he's biracial, right. and, um, and 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 it's it's just interesting. It would be interesting to know those those people out there. You know, uh, do, do, have they ever really sat down and spoke with uh, some of those uh, soldiers uh, that have gone to war, and and had a conversation with them about what their opinion is, what was what Callan did, because right. Callan was trying to express in his own way, something that he felt uh, that needed to stop in this country. And, right. and he felt as if that he wasn't disrespecting the flag, but he also felt that, um, I believe from what I've read and heard, is that uh, those that did go to war, they didn't fight for this country to be operating the way that it did. That would be insulting to right. them. Uh, that's not right. what they fought. They didn't, they didn't fight to give police, policemen those kind of privileges. So, I think I got one minute, and, and we're done. So, Jay, I appreciate you calling in, man. Um, you're always welcome to call. Always got good insight and perspective. Um, take care of everything and everybody out there in the heart of it all. You've been listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix Living Like It Matters. I believe this is the last segment, so I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. Thank you for spending this hour with Ray Ellis Sports. We hope that you've enjoyed today's conversation. For more information and to write Ray, visit RayEllisSports.com. That's RayEllisSports.com. Be sure to join us again next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Sports Channel.